This is episode six of season two of Papercut for June 27th, 2022. Welcome to episode 16 of Papercut, the Nyack Libraries podcast. I'm Tracy Dunstan. And I'm Morgan Strand. Welcome, Morgan. You're a brand new uh, full-time host, I guess. Woohoo! I'm officially on here, guys. I guess I passed the test. You know, I started from terribly stuttering and now I'm here. Let's hope I can hold it down. You were great. You were on like, I think three episodes? You were on the I was on three episodes. And they were all really good. So I'm glad that you're joining me so we can bring the podcast back. So thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. So this episode, what are we going to talk about, Morgan? So this episode, we are going to be talking about the stars and the blackness between them. And that's by Janata Petrus. Okay, got it right. I was worried about getting her name right. So Janata Petrus. Um, So let me give you a book summary. I loved it, but I'm going to save all my thoughts. Told in two distinct and irresistible voices, Janata Petra's bold and lyrical debut is the story of two Black girls from very different backgrounds finding love and happiness in a world that seems determined to deny them both. Port of Spain, Trinidad. 16-year-old Audrey is despondent, having just found out she's going to be sent to live in America with her father because her strict religious mother caught her with her secret girlfriend, the pastor's daughter. Audrey's grandmother, Queenie, a former dancer who drives a white convertible Cadillac and has a few secrets of her own, tries to reassure her granddaughter that she won't lose her roots, not even in some place called Minneapolis. America have day spirits too, believe me, she tells Audrey. Minneapolis, USA. 16-year-old Mabel is lying on her bed, staring at the ceiling and trying to figure out why she feels the way she feels about her ex Terrell and her girl Jada and that moment they had in the woods and about the vague feeling of illness that's plagued her all summer. Mabel's revere is cut short when her father announces that his best friend and his just arrived from Trinidad daughter are coming for dinner. Mabel quickly falls hard for Audrey and is determined to take care of her as she tries to navigate an American high school. But the romance takes a turn when test results reveal exactly why Mabel has been feeling low-key sick all summer, and suddenly it's Audrey who is caring for Mabel as she faces a deeply uncertain future. So with that being said, <laughs> I, I just, I love this book. Um, I just wanna start off by saying I started reading it um, I did the audiobook and I'm so glad that I did the audio version of this book because it was amazing to hear the different voices of the different characters played out. Um, I had no idea that the author herself played Audrey in the audiobook version and she did an amazing job. She should do more audiobooks. It was it was yeah. so good. So so well played. Um Every, every voice was just done so well and everybody was just giving poetic vibes all throughout the story. It just, it just really pulled me in. But when I started reading the book, I um, messaged Tracy and I said, whoa, okay, we picked the right book because the book starts off talking about cancer season astrological sign cancer and I said to Tracy you know this is perfect because we are reading this and recording a podcast at the beginning of cancer season and the, and the uh, book starts in the beginning of cancer season and um, you know the book also has a lot of ties to black music um, new black music you know old school black music and June is also black music month so I thought that was amazing yeah. 
And then um, there's a lot of LGBTQ ties in the book as well. And it's Pride Month. So all these things that we didn't plan when we picked it, it just all tied together. Did you, there was something, I feel like you said that there was another tie that you felt. Oh, the reason we picked it. just based on our backgrounds, because um, I'm of Jamaican descent and your, uh, your family's. I'm, I'm African-American. African-American. Yeah. So it's like that, the two characters. It, yeah. It was just so, and it, and again, like we were doubting our choice at first. And then like, I was like, no, this is good. And then the more I read, I was like, whoa, there were so many like ties for me, even the different kinds of like religious backgrounds, the different ways to like see God and just it, the, um, her, her, um, closeness to the water and like how she just felt at home with the water. And that's how I felt like I, I could be, I felt like Audrey at some points. I felt like Mabel at some points. It was, shoot, I felt like Queenie at some points. (laughs) It it was just so, it was so cool. Um, what did you think? I, I loved it, but I hated the end because I don't like magical realism, but I loved the rest. I was so surprised by it because um when we were talking about it I was like oh it sounds really good but it kind of went in a way that I had no I had no I didn't see it coming and then I found myself relating more to Mabel which I was surprising because I'm not sporty I'm not like yep into music really that much so I was like oh and I ended up liking her voice a little bit better than Audrey's when I thought I was going to relate more to Audrey not that she wasn't good too but that was pretty cool and then like it kind of got I don't want to spoil it for people listening to this don't but do it don't spoil it I liked the way that they kind of took back the stereotypical like fault of our stars narrative and made it yeah. for queer kids. I thought it was that was a really cool I, way of doing it. Yes, I agree. Um, I I agree with the ending. I, I still loved it. I loved it, but I, I agree with you about the ending. The only parts that were kind of like, they weren't bad, but kind of like I could see like why some people were whatever about it were the the dream sequences yeah. um, that she had uh, that I could have done without. But again, it, it all came together. And for me, I kind of felt more, I don't know, I kind of, I felt like they both, I could see me and both of them, mm-hmm. but Audrey, um, you know, the religious part, um, I have you know, family that's into like different kinds of religion, you know, and, you know, even here, like, you know, we talk about crystals here a lot and, you know, oils and like using your power and, you know, knowing your power and it, it, it all got me. Um, there was one part, um, oh, there was one part in the, in the book that, um, that really got me. It was just, um, about the, the blackness between the stars and all it was, um, the quote is, the blackness between the stars is the melanin in your skin. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> and it's it just such a short sentence, but it also yeah. just, it meant so much to me. And anyway, I don't want to go too far ahead, but I just, I just really, I, I loved it. <laughs> and I agree with you about the audiobook because listening to it, like the way that they spoke was so, like almost like a poem. And it was just like, yes. so nice just to listen to it, like yes. both characters. And it was just, Yes. Um, and I like the astrology stuff in it too. It was kind of, I was kind of, I wanted to like, oh, what's my sign? I want to do the, my own yes. chart and see what it is. Yes. I loved that. Um, every, every season 
they, instead of saying, you know, now we're in fall, they would say Leo. And then they would go into this whole like poetic explanation of Leo and like what's going on and what you would feel. It was just, and Mabel, whoever did Mabel's voice, it just, it was such a poetic voice. It just yeah. gave me spoken word. <laughs> and um, it, you know, it kind of read like a novel in verse, even though it wasn't, it was a, it yeah. was a chapter book, but it was giving novel in verse. Um, I just, I think it was such a perfect book not only for Pride Month, but just for all those other reasons. It was, it was wonderful. Um, and I was mentioning to you, Tracy, that I, when I was doing all this research, after I finished it, I was so engulfed in all of it. Yeah. I, first of all, I wanted to know if um, Mahmoud, if he was a real person. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. So I, I didn't finish looking that part up, but while I was doing all that, I found out that this book is actually being made into a movie. And what a perfect book to be made yeah. to a movie now the only problem is they better not mess it up because sometimes I get so attached to these books and then the movie comes out and I'm like well my sister like, oh sorry no good if you um the book love and gelato I don't know if it's in the team yes room. she read the book yes like the last week loved it and then I guess it's a Netflix movie and it's awful she was complaining the whole night because it's like completely different than this entire plot yep. so I hate when that happens but hopefully that's like um uh Nicole Ye- Nicole Yoon's everything everything oh I wanted to see that I love I love that book yeah and um I love Amanda Sternberg. so I was like oh my god this is yeah. gonna be the best thing ever and you know for the most part it was it was pretty it was pretty spot on but there was a couple things that I just felt like they left out that were important but I guess as a Harry Potter fan, you would you would agree that they sometimes leave out things or characters and you're yeah. like, where did they go? Like Ginny, <laughs> Ginny is, is amazing. Right. Movie Ginny, not so much. Yeah. <laughs> um so yeah, I thought it was really good. Um, was there a, was there anything like any other characters that you felt like a closeness to or that you really just really loved? I really liked I mean, her parents. I liked how cool they were. Mabel's parents yeah Mabel's parents oh I also yes. liked um Audrey's dad too but I could yes. I could see um Audrey's mom was awful but like just being from the Caribbean I could re- I could see why it happened because I could definitely see that happening unfortunately today so I could see where that was but I really liked her dad he was just like I accept you for who you are I don't care it was just really nice yes I I agree and you know some of the reviews because I like to read the reviews about what people think about the book after I finish it yeah. and some of the reviews were saying how like Audrey's story wasn't believable and I'm like are you kidding me you know how many people I know got shipped off because of something even smaller than that you know this Caribbean like family and like religious beliefs and just like not even Caribbean, just in my own family. I mean, I don't want to get into specifics, but yeah, it, it yeah, has, it, it's real. Yes, yeah, it's a really real thing. Like, you know, families in general. Sometimes people believe what they believe, and you may be going somewhere. Um, I um, I love the prince uh, references. <laughs> there was one part where uh, Audrey was talking about Queenie had a picture of Prince, and she was like. <laughs> He had like on a see-through thing with like a purple panty and, she- <laughs> and I was just picturing it in my head. Um, I loved Mabel's parents. I loved, I loved their dynamic. I loved, um, 
how black they were. Mm -hmm. I love that the father was so into gardening. That was another thing I connected to. Now I need to name my garden because Black Eden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I need a name. Black Eden. It was dope. I was like, yeah. I need a name for my garden. Um, I also just loved, I loved how it just felt very authentic. Every relationship felt authentic, yeah. even like the high school ones, you know, Jada being so into that moment in the woods that summer. And then after that, kind of just they like, like yeah. backing off, like that's real. Sometimes yeah. you're just so in something, you're like, whoa, what's happening? And then, you know, and uh, what was the moment that made you, because you you had texted me at one point and said, so sad, so sad. And I was oh. like, no. Here so I what was the moment for you that got you? I thought it was going to be kind of like what we read last year. Um, what was that book called? The Flamingo? Yeah, where it was just Black like a coming of age, nice little, nice story. And then all of a sudden they were like, the thing that happens to Mabel. I'm like, what the heck? No, I don't. And it, that's low-key one of my biggest fears is to like go to the doctor and then find out something awful. Same. Like, oh <laughs> it's not what I was expecting. Same. I think um, for me, okay. For me, the moments that, Mind you, I'm driving, listening to this. The moments yeah. that I'm like sobbing driving was the classroom scene. I'm not going to say because I don't want to give away too much, but yeah. please read the book and you'll know what I'm talking about. So there is a moment in um, the classroom with uh, Mabel's friends mm -hmm. and that moment got me. And the moment where uh, Mr. Mahmood was talking about James. Yeah. The story of James, the story of James, um, again, so relatable, so, you know, current, even though it was what, in the 90s? Yeah, I think so. And just like his whole story was the, like, yeah, the whole story, the whole story. Yeah, made me his cry. whole story yeah. was in general was just heartbreaking, but that that was the part where I was like oh no please no 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 that's and then I was like this is why he went to jail and then it was just like you yeah. know and you know again like relatable because I have been reading a lot I mean I read all the time I I, I figure you guys know that but I <laughs> um, I read a lot but um I've been trying to read more uh for pleasure and a lot of times books I read for pleasure are not always <laughs> happy books but um yeah. You know, and I also like to watch a lot of documentaries and I've been watching documentaries about people, you know, wrongly imprisoned or just, you know, things like that. And I've actually done things similar to Mabel where I've just woken up in the middle of the night and I'm like, you know what, I need to write to this person. And I've written to people on death row and poured out things that I haven't even said out loud, but because you just, they shared this such an open and honest story with the world that you're like, I need to tell you that you are appreciated and I appreciate yeah. you saying this. And like, I hear you, you're seen, you're heard. And having that in the story was just so, it was just really moving. It was really moving. Yeah. And again, even having him, instead of having Mabel just read that part of the book mm -hmm. to have a male voice on the audiobook was just like, it, it was yeah, so many so things. Good. And I liked it was sad, but I liked how there weren't really easy answers. Like he didn't, they didn't magically fix it. It was like, they had a moment and well, a stupid ending, but um, at least it was like beautiful. And I liked that the, the part with his mother and I think it was his mother or his aunt, but uh, yeah, I'm not, was, I don't remember. Yeah. But um, it was just like, so, so good. 
Yes, I I just <laughs> Oh, and the other thing I wanted to talk about. Do you know how many awards this book won? Because like again, we didn't know this when we picked this book. We were just like, "Yep, we got to pick this book." Um, I looked it up. You know, we didn't know this when we started reading this book. We just again, we just picked the book. Wonderful pick. Um, but this book won a few awards. Um, Kirkus Reviews had it as its 2019 best book. Um, in 2020, it got the Coretta, Coretta Scott King Book Award. And in 2020, ALA put it in its top 10 fiction for young adults. Oh, wow. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. I so, can see why. You know, yeah. And we were worried, like, is this appropriate? No, it's, you know, and then I looked it up, like, so many people have been saying, like, how how much they connected with this book. You know, not everyone, again, not everyone connected with everything. And some people didn't like the dream sequences, but the things that I was reading about the, just the connections and like the stories that were in the book and how people were able to just like see themselves in those stories. Yeah. It was just like, so moving. I, I loved it. <laughs> Me too. Now that you mentioned it, I will agree that the, the only part of the Mar- about the Mary and Audrey part that I didn't think was um, believable was the fact that they like, couldn't find each other at all in the internet age it's kind of like hmm. I don't, I don't but know you know believable because I know people that don't have I okay for instance I went to school I went to private school when I was growing up and my best best friend her name is Sophia Garvin and I used to always we we were so close yeah and then she moved away and for years I have been searching for her. I'm always on the internet. Whenever I find someone with that name, I'm like, hey, did you go to RCDS? Like, and they're like, sorry, no, but I hope you, you know. So mm-hmm. I, I believe it. Okay. All I right. think it's actually really yeah. as someone that's been through it, yeah. I think that um it's it's true. Okay. <laughs> because gotcha. not everyone's into into the internet like that, you know? Yeah. Um I just figured oh don't have their phone number but you know that's there yeah, well no because she right cause Audrey she, left already yeah. and then Mary was getting shipped off somewhere so you know and True. Queenie was trying to um Queenie was trying to find out information but she didn't really get anything oh I also love the fact that Queenie was able to uh get over to Mary's house before she left and um before Audrey left for America yeah and she got the grandfather to go with her for a test ride and she was like mary you know write a letter to audrey while i'm out you know and then she slipped the letter to audrey i thought that that was really queenie was i like queenie you know ride or die she was something you know um another part that kind of broke my heart was when audrey was reaching out to queenie for spiritual guidance Mm -hmm. when it came to mabel and she was begging her like please please do something to fix this like fix this you know and queenie was like uh like i don't know did you you know like and then she reached out to her cousin and he was like you know i'll give you some things but like these are are more for like fixing a cold like these aren't you know so i thought that it was just like so heartbreaking she was like whatever just give me something um yeah it that broke my heart. <laughs> and I love the, the little bro- Mabel's little brother. The, their relationship was so cute and so oh believable. Oh my gosh. Like, Remember the, the part with the fart dance? Yeah. When <laughs> he was like, he was like, does your tummy hurt? 
you know what I do when I have a fart tummy <laughs> I do this dance <laughs> and it was so gross but so funny so because yeah. I couldn't picture him like doing that and then they both just bust out laughing and you know what it worked she got up yeah she got up. yeah and I loved how like her dad would like blast like old school hip-hop on Saturday and Sunday morning and be like get up time to do them chores let's <laughs> let's knock it out let's get it done you know I also really loved that um, how diverse the characters were, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, mainly black characters, but just diverse, like LGBTQ characters. Um, One of Mabel's best friends, I'm assuming was Muslim. I think think so. Yeah. She wore a hijab. I don't think they went into much detail. I forgot where they were from, but I am thinking that she was Muslim, you know, different countries i i loved how they like threw all these different things in i loved um audrey went to the vintage shop with her father because he was like hey man like we're gonna find you some clothes and the girl from where was she from guatemala or venezuela oh yeah yeah where was she from she was from a south american country and she was like hey like i know how it feels to get here from somewhere hot and now you're in this cold weather i'm gonna hook you up and like was really just like non-judgmental like let me just get you some cool clothes that you can like wear in layers like you know everyone was just so cool yeah it wasn't a story with like a big bully it wasn't like you know i like how they played against type too because they were like they weren't in a city they were in a city but it was like you know minnesota and it was like the men characters weren't like super aggressive. They were like just chill and just like gardening. Everybody and, was chill. Yeah. Yes. Was, I liked it a lot. There wasn't any like, you know, and even though, even though there was some sex and there was some dis- descriptions of bodies, it wasn't over sexualizing anybody in any way. Like even when like Audrey would talk about her her big butt, she would say like you know my big tum tum. Like she would you know like it wasn't <laughs> yeah. like a. It, you know, and even when Mabel would discuss, like, talk about how she looked, she wouldn't, it wasn't so, like, I don't know, it just wasn't over-sexualized, like, some of the books can be, or, yeah. you know, it just, everything was so realistic, and um, I just, I loved it. Um, sorry, the phone was ringing. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, okay, another character, small part, but yeah. another character, and I hope they don't cut this out for the movie, uh, doctor oh yeah yeah her doctor mabel's doctor right yes what was the doctor's last name i don't remember okay well the doctor the native american doctor yeah so cool reminded me of my doctor like talking to you through the process like yeah you're good okay cool you're doing this you're taking care of yourself like you know like just relax my kind of doctor yeah love that so um one of the questions that you had asked me was do I think this is a good book to represent pride month and I um I do (laughs) I think it's not like the tradition I don't know I wouldn't say traditional but like it's not like the typical LGBTQ book I guess Mm -hmm. I don't know it's different than like the other ones that we've read um for pride month um I think it's a really good book for pride month what do you think I think so. And I like how they were like the majority of the characters are queer and it's not like a very special, like it just, it just is. I like that. It was just. Right. It's just, it is what it is. Even with James, he was like, he told me that he was in love and he was in love with a man. And I responded like, I love you. And I'm glad that you found love. You deserve to be loved. And he hugged him and that 
was just like, it was just like, and we kept moving, you know, it wasn't such a big deal. It wasn't like this climatic moment, you know, like even with Mabel, she was like, you know, I might like girls. I did date Terrell, but like something in me, like I didn't feel anything with like kissed him, but there's something about hugging, you know, Jada, you know, it just was different. And it was just like, matter of fact, it wasn't so, there wasn't so much pressure put on that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like I said, I I like that they took back a story that's traditionally for like non-queer characters and they made it this this story and I liked it. And and, then, you know, Audrey's taking care of Mabel and they're just doing their little, you know, like I said, following our story, following our star storyline together and it's just totally fine and, and normal. Yeah, I um I just I just really loved it. Yes, and I love that it wasn't just the same story, you know, it's very different. It, you know, obviously there's books like it, but it just it read very different. Um oh another question that you had asked was like about the intent for Afua and Mabel at the end of the book. Yeah, I I don't know. Like, do you think they really just went away? <laughs> or is there some sort of symbolism? I'm not sure. I wasn't sure what to think about that. Um, honestly, may read it again. And like I said, want to do some research. I just, I hope that he's not a real person, first of all. Yeah. I hope that that story didn't happen, but it's also highly believable. Yeah. So I just, unfortunately, yeah, I don't. Unless they're kind of symbolically talking about like how they're all kind of you know what I mean? Like he's a symbol of all the people who have that unfortunate storyline. And then she's a symbol of, you know, every like that kind of storyline. They're all just going away together, but they've stopped becoming just Mabel and Afu, if that makes sense. I don't know. Yes. But <laughs> I don't know. I want it to be more concrete, but it's fine. I know. And I'm trying not to give away too much. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I really love this book. I, I can't recommend it enough. I, I just think, and again, another YA book that we picked that's good for, you know, a teen audience and also for an adult yeah. audience. At one point when I was reading it, I was like, is this an adult book in the wrong, I have it in the wrong section. Right. And, and then I was like looking, I'm like, no, this is nothing compared to some of the other YA books. And it's just, it, again, it's just relatable because they do portray, um, they do cover the different characters some of them are teenagers, some of them are adults, some of them are very old adults, you know, like, I think that it covers everyone, and the book would be great for teens, and it will be great for adults, adults as well. Agreed. I, I loved it. So, I did feel old when they were just like, you know, this vintage Whitney Houston from the 90s, I'm like, oh my goodness. That when she kept going on on about Whitney Houston, I was like, okay, girl, I'm old. I get it. I understand. <laughs> yeah. I understand that I'm old. Yes. I want to dance with somebody. I, I can remember the video. Okay. Or when she was like, oh, my dad's wearing this vintage biggie. It was all a dream shirt. I was like, wow. Okay. All right. Well, I'm officially <laughs> a million years old. <laughs> it was really good though. Yeah. Even the cover was, was um, great. Yeah, so. it was very like, we like the the bright colors on it, not and, bright, and, deep colors. Yes, and after you know reading the book and looking at the cover again, so like what I thought they looked like in my head, Audrey. Yeah. Um, they looked just like like Audrey Mabel in my head. What they looked like, they looked like that on the cover, and I was like, wow. This is so, so I was cool. gonna ask you because I couldn't. I was thinking that 
Audrey was the one with the afro on the side and that Mabel yeah. was the one. Okay, I was like, I was I, I think, yeah, because yeah. Audrey in the book had afro in the glasses. So yeah. I, I, yes, yes. Um, so yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, do you want to go into some promotions? Yes, I would love to talk about promotions because guess what time of the year it is? Summer it's summer reading time. <laughs> um, do you want to start? Uh, we have summer reading for adults. It's starting J- July 11th and we're do- doing something different. We're going to do a bingo type thing where there's going to be a chart where these different things you can do, like read a LGBTQ book and you can check it off. And then if you get five, any five, you can get um, put in our drawing for a weekly prize. And the grand prize is going to be um, $50 and a Kindle. Wow. Okay. I like this bingo thing. Um, that's pretty cool. Thanks. And what day does that start? July 11th. All right, cool. So you have a little more time. See, I have the pressure on me because children's and teen summer reading starts on Monday. Uh, So when this is released, children's and teen summer reading will have started. Um, You can come in person. You have to come in person to sign up for either program. And um, the children's program is for grade school children from kindergarten up to uh, fifth grade. And we also have an early literacy program for two to four-year-olds. The early literacy program is a sheet and you just do different activities. And when they finish the sheet, they get a um, free book. So that's pretty cool. That's cool, yeah. Yeah, and it's like different activities. Like, you know, um, the theme of summer reading is notion of possibilities. So we're trying to do a lot of like ocean, um, like, you know, lakes, like, all kinds of like water themed activities and programs. So like um, one of the things on the early literacy sheet is read a folk tale about merfolk, you know? So it's just like easy stuff like that. And then for the children, they read uh, 20 minutes a day at the minimum. And when they finish filling out their uh, log, they can be entered for the grand prize. Um, And there's also a really cool um, closing party. So anyone that finishes their reading log gets to attend and it is always a good time. Uh, The teen program, again, starts on Monday. Um, You can sign up, you get all the information, you'll get your mini book reviews and you'll get um, program flyers. And every time a teen finishes a book, and a book means a chapter book. It means an audiobook. It means a manga, graphic novel, nonfiction, fiction. I want you to read whatever makes you happy. Yeah. And when, every time you finish a book, you do a mini book review, which is a couple of sentences about the book, what you thought, honest. You can, if you hated it, you hated it. And then you just rate the book. And for every review that the child, uh, the teen hands in, they get a raffle ticket towards one of the grand prizes. And we're having a closing party as well. Um, we also have a couple of really cool programs. We're having um, tie-dye beach towels. That's going to be fun. That's fun, yeah. Teens love tie-dye. And I got these huge white beach towels for them to you know, make whatever kind of design. I want to do that. Yeah. We're having an ocean themed middle, uh, middle school book club. And, um, we're also doing sailor knots rope bracelets. Those I'm really excited about that. Yeah. And, um, we're also, Oh, Oh, and we're doing a battleship competition. Remember that game battleship? Yeah. Yeah, we're doing like an all-out competition and the winner gets a really cool prize. Nice. So there's lots of things. Um, you know, the info is on the website. 
Uh, you can come in and ask me questions. You can check the website. You can email me, uh, call the library. We'll get you all the information. And also just to throw this in here, anybody, any teen or tween entering grades six through 12, this year, if you're attending Nyack Public Schools, uh, summer reading is required. So that's through the school. You have to do two book, read two books and do two note-taking uh, forms. Again, that's through the school. So they should have sent you know information home about that. But if you do my summer reading at the library, which you could just take those two books and all the other books you're gonna read this summer. And um, once you participate, and do at least two um, book reviews. I'm going to take that list to the school in September, to the English teachers and every teen and tween, and like I said, entering grades six through 12 that has participated in my summer reading program gets extra credit. Nice. So they'll get credit for the school part, then they'll get extra credit for me. And they also have chances to win like really cool prizes. So that's awesome. I, I mean, like why? All I got back in the day was like, what did we get? Like a, a gift certificate to Pizza Hut? Wasn't that like the thing that they that were like giving us? Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> they were like, Pizza any Hut, other... <laughs> I don't remember anything or like a good, like, you know, it was expected from my parents, but you know, you might get the Pizza Hut gift certificate. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. But, nice. uh, you know, so young and old, everybody should just be reading this summer. I agree. Um, so, the next episode. Well, we're in a bit of a bit of a transition. Um, yeah. As you know, we lost uh, Rosemary and Georgia and we're trying to figure out our schedule for the rest of the year. So I'm not sure when we're going to be back, but we'll be back soon. Um, either we're going to take a break and come back in October like we usually do, or we'll have another episode in July. I guess it depends on your summer reading schedule, Morgan. Um, yes, I, I um, yeah, we will talk about that and figure out when to come back. Um, I'm excited. I'm just, I'm just happy to be doing it. Yeah. I'm so <laughs> you know? happy you're doing it with me. This is going to be great. I think it'll be good. Yeah. I'm really, I'm really looking forward to it and you know, yeah. <laughs> um, and do you want to do the contact stuff? Contacts. So, okay. So my work email is, um, mstrand at nyclibrary.org, but you can also email the teen email address, which is teens at nyclibrary.org. Um, and the extension to the teen room here is two, three, six. And yeah, you can reach me at tdunston at nyaclibrary.org or my extension or the uh, adult services extension is 214. You can also reach the library on Twitter, Instagram at nyaclibrary, facebook.com slash nyaclibrary. We have a website, nyaclibrary.org. If you go to the top of the page, there's a tab for the summer reading. So you can reach all three different summer reading programs. Um, we're on YouTube, Nyack Library from Home, which has programs, um, past programs are on there and a bunch of other fun stuff. And you can also email the, the general library email at info at nyaclibrary.org. And I forgot to mention one thing. We also have a teen Instagram page. So it's Nyack Library Teens. And, um, you know, anyone can join it, not just teens. <laughs> Parents are welcome to follow Nyack Library Teens. So, yeah. Nice. And, and I love it. It's got really fun stuff on there. Oh, thank you. I try, I try you know... It's like a fine line between trying to be like teen friendly and like feeling corny. So you're just like, what do I do? <laughs> so, but you know what it is? They'll tell me if they're like, Miss Morgan, that wasn't it. You know, so they, they keep me, That's they good. keep me in line. <laughs> keep me in line. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. I'm Tracy. And I'm Morgan. 
Thank you for listening to episode 16 of Papercut. Thank you. Papercut, the Nyack Library podcast, is hosted by Morgan Strand and Tracy Dunstan. It is edited and produced by Tracy Dunstan.